The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Put your hands together and welcome all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana. The one and only evangelist, Jesuit Planters, as he comes to bless us. Come. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We wanted to have you here for many years. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And finally today, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Give the Lord a great God bless you. Would you do that? Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's an honor and a pleasure. You may be seated. I'll tell you what, uh, I've listened to the testimony. I like that, that guy with them broke uh, iPads. I call him Seed Boy. <laughs> God. You know what he's talking about? How God just began to bless. You know, I was, I was listening and um, I just enjoy the presence of the Lord. I'm not saved enough to be miserable. I've seen some miserably saved people. They should just go to hell and forget it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, they're going to mess up heaven if they try to get there, you know. But how many of you watch my television show or you see me on social media? Now, I, I, thank you. I'm a lot shorter in person. Don't tell nobody. Keep it to yourself. But God is so good. My wife, Kathy, is here. Kathy, would you stand up? Yeah. I want you to come. Hey, Kathy, come in. Say a word from the Lord here. You, you can come up to say, or you can just do it right there. I don't know how that thing works. <laughs> there you go. Praise God. So I'm so thankful. I know we just came through Thanksgiving week, but I'm just so filled with thanksgiving to my wonderful God. Thankful that he has brought great people into my life. Just thankful for all that he's done in this place. We had the honor to tour it and yeah. look through everything last night, and it just filled with awe about what God's doing in this place and the precious love of all the people. Well, I'm just overwhelmed and thankful and expectant. How many people are expectant today? Praise the Lord. You know, when we're thankful, it's important that we show it. It's important that we tell it. It's important that we share it. Amen? I was so blessed by this woman who was telling her testimony and forcing herself to get it all out. You can tell she wanted to say it, but she was overcome with tears. You know, when I first met the Lord, I, I always wanted to tell everybody how much I loved him, how thankful I was for him. And they I, we were in a little bitty tiny church, and they always had testimony services, and I always wanted to get up and tell my testimony. And I would get up, and Jesse would cringe because he knew I would only get out two words. <laughs> and I'd start crying and weeping, and, and he was always thinking, Kathy, what's wrong with you? These people think I'm beating you or something. <laughs> and after the service, people would come up to me and say, oh, I was so blessed by your testimony, and I was so wondering, what are you talking about? I didn't even say anything. And all those years, I was so perplexed by that. And I realized today when she cried, I started crying along with her, reliving the preciousness of Jesus. I'm thankful. How many people are thankful for Jesus? Hey, hey. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. God bless you. Hallelujah. I've been married to that woman 52 years. Can you believe that? Oh, okay. Uh, I tell you what, every time they give me one of these handheld microphones, it makes my Catholic days come back on me. Splash a little holy water on you. Now, don't, get, don't send me an ugly letter because I ain't going to listen to it. God is so good and gracious. And I'm really excited about this church. And Rodney and Adonica took us around. And uh, I've been knowing Rodney for a long, long time, I mean, way back. It makes me want to start talking like a South African, you know. <laughs> you, you understand? Because we're here. How they go, yeah, yeah. But God is so good. It is such a blessing. You notice I'm hesitating. I had a great sermon. Oh, God, you should. This one right here? But it ain't for you. Listen. The Lord. Just come quickly, friends. I'll talk about that. I'm just going to preach out of my spirit. That's all right. <laughs> just let it fall. Just real quick, come, friends. Hallelujah. Uh, this is our newest book called The Hidden Help. I went to heaven in 1988. And it was just a wonderful time. I've had many really what I call close encounters of the God kind, visitations. And uh, this book just came out. And the reason why it just came out, because they had a paper shortage. It's just running all kind of crazy things. It's, and it, I talk about several experiences with angelic beings physically and then doing a teaching on them. And, and I know them quite well. And I've learned this. I want a God I can talk to. You know, I, I, I like this. Hello, Je Hello Jesus. Hi, Jesse. So I went from religion, actually from, uh, from religion to relationship, from relationship to fellowship. So this is brand new. It just came out. I think it's the fourth church that's ever had, and it's called The Hidden Help, The Mysterious Work of Angels in the Bible and in My Life. Now, before I was saved, everybody got a guardian angel. I believe my guardian angel asked for reassignment <laughs> because I, 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 was, I was a heathen. I mean, it's a miracle of God how many times he saved my life. And uh, so I hope you can get that. That's back there. Do you have this, Rodney? Do you have this new book? Let me give it to you. Hallelujah. Then I preached this called The Experience of Spiritual Thinking. See, I like to think spiritually because if you don't think spiritually, you can't think, you can't think physically. See, soulish thoughts really will mess your mind up until they're transformed. So you walk out of your spirit through a renewed soul through a crucified body. And I preach this, and it'll bless you. And I know what I'm talking about. I don't mean that sound arrogantly. I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded. Now, many of you might have seen I was the number one story in the world four years ago. They said, that rich preacher uh, got four jets. Well, that's not true. I didn't have, I, I've owned four jets, but not at one time. Maybe I should have listened to them. I'd have had a fleet. <laughs> and, and I got to New York, and I mean, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, Good morning, America. Everybody was just coming at me. I was the number one story in Kazakhstan. I don't even know where that's at. Kazakhstan. But anyway, to make a long story short, uh, I, I could care less. They can say what they want, you know. And, and, uh, but the Lord just, be, it was one of the best things. When I got, came out the hotel, I mean, got to the church, they jammed microphones in my face. They said, you got you to gotta answer these questions. I said, I don't want to answer anything. I said, but before I can answer any of your questions, can I say something? Yeah. I said, I want to thank you for putting me on all over the world. Now people know who I am, and I just really appreciate that. <laughs> it was such a blessing. What I wanted to say, you mess with me, I'll buy that station, and I'll fire your butt. Yeah. 
Don't let the statue show. Yeah, you want to dance with me? You want some of this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, this experience of thinking will bless you. And you would like to have that? Well, let me give that to you. It'd be blessed. What else you got? Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, now this here. Rodney, it took me 30 years to write this book. I always want to write on a Christmas story, but it's not there what you typical think of. It, I talk about, Adonica, the people that God used to get Jesus on the ground. Jesus would have never been born in Bethlehem. Never. The prophecy would not have come to pass. You don't take a nine-month pregnant woman, put her on a donkey, and go 110 miles. She's not going to make it. And she'll probably kid you in the process. <laughs> Unless Caesar tells you to do it. Because if you don't, you'll kid you. This evil man. Why would God use Caesar Augustus? The unconscious obedience of the unbeliever. See, there are a lot of believers not doing what God tells them to do, so God uses an unbeliever, the unconscious obedience of an unbeliever. It got Jesus there. Then I talk about the three wise men. Went 1,500 miles, got to Jerusalem and said, where is he who was born king of the Jews? They couldn't get one rabbi to go six miles. Bethlehem is six miles from Jerusalem. Why? I talk about Mary, not the virgin birth. Uh-uh. I'm talking about a 15-year-old girl that if you got pregnant and you weren't married, they'd kill you. I mean, even Joseph said, I'm going to kill her, and Gabriel had to stop him. And I was walking in a mall, and I always shop on Christmas Eve because most people got their stuff, you know. So I get to look at the trees, and I like all the lights. And some people write my letter and say, them trees are of the devil. I said, just go home, man. I don't care. I like Christmas trees. You don't like them? Shut your mouth and go on home. I said out a few words, but I can't say it here. But I mean, I did. But I repented. I repented. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord said, go home and write that book. This will bless you. Monica, you need to read this. See what you think about that. That'll bless you. Anything else? Good Lord, you got all kinds of stuff. The challenge of the open door. I've had many opportunities to fail. I just don't take any. I have been preaching come January 1 of 2023. I'll be preaching 47 years. Listen to this. I've never had a financial deficit. And I've had the biggest preachers in the world. In fact, I'll just tell you, I had a meeting. I was at John Hagee's church, and the who's who of the preaching world was there. And I don't say nothing. I just shut my mouth and kind of, you know, li listening. And they started talking about the biggest donations people ever gave to their ministries. I didn't say nothing. I, I just, you know, just listening. Some said a million dollars. Some said 500,000. Some said 100,000. So John Hagee is always, he, John loves me. He calls me the apostle of joy. And it stuck all them years ago. And he said, Jesse. What's the biggest donation he's going to give in your ministry? I said, trust. He went, I said, I'm not trying to be spiritual here. Trust. I said, never break it. Because if you do, you may never get it back. Or if you do get it back, it may take a lifetime. See, it's not about the money. It's about what you're willing to believe. See what I'm saying? And I, I, the challenge of the open door, that'll bless you in ministry. Would you like to have that, brother? You'll be blessing. Then you got this. This is our... I uh, voice to the cover of the magazine. I've got a lot of friends of mine say, you can keep printing this. It costs, this costs $3 million a year to do. This right here. And, uh, but we have it on digital, right? Kathy, is that right? Now? I mean, I don't have to spend the postage. I don't have to do this. But Kathy likes the iPad. I like a book. You know, I said, no, I'm not going to stop printing it. It's just such a blessing. Of, if you'd like to get on it, you're welcome to get it. We won't bombard you with money and try to eat your lunch. and everything Because we, we, you're looking at a very blessed man. Don't get mad at me. It's not my fault. 
So Rodney got me stirred up on this offering teaching. The Lord said, go ahead and preach out of your spirit. And then the, the, the testimony. So if you got your Bibles, would you go to, with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9? And I'm, I, I'm going to quote the old King James. And I don't know, if, can you put scripture on this uh, board? If you could put 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, then as I tell you to roll it, uh, just put it on there so we can see what happens here. Oh, look how white my hair is. Jesus, I mean, it's, it's white. <laughs> I'm going to be preaching tonight. If the lights go out, just follow me. It glows in the dark. <laughs> now, I want to I mention something here about finance. Everybody say money. If money is so bad, how come you have a hard time giving it away? I mean, if it's bad, I mean, if you eat something bad, don't you spit it out? I mean, you can't handle it. Well, if money is so bad, why do you have a hard time giving it away? It's not bad. It's the love of money that's bad. You don't fall in love with money because your love should be only to God and Him who you serve. But we live in an economic world. The only two places I know where money is not used is heaven and Star Trek. <laughs> you know, it's a Star Trek, you know. So if you can't believe God, believe Spock and live long and prosper. I, I don't know what the problem is. What you going to do when you get to heaven? I mean, what you going to do when you get to heaven? All you people that don't believe in prosperity, what you going to do? And you walk in, and there's gold streets, diamond, beryl, jasper, onyx, ruby. What you going to say? No, Jesus, this ain't right. We live in Florida. You got a trailer? I don't get mad at me. I was raised up in trailers. I am trailer trash. <laughs> God's going to say, listen, I don't care what you say. I'm not changing the gold on the streets. Just walk on it. And people say, well, that's when we get to heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? 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 As it is where? What you waiting for? People criticize me. I'm just being biblical. So Paul writes to the church at Corinth. I don't know if they got it up there. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. He says, but this I say. He was so sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. And he was so bountifully, shall reap also bountifully. Now, what part of that you don't understand? Right. <laughs> if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. There's no faith in that verse. None. Zero. All it is is action and reaction. You sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Next verse, verse, I think that's verse 7. Every man, that's every person, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Watch this. Not grudgingly, nor of necessity. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why do you give the need? That verse says you shouldn't do that. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Listen to me. <laughs> Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Not grudging, nor of necessity. Not because there's a need. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, Kathy's told me this many years. She said, Jesse, you never ask God for a need, and I never will. It's a waste of spiritual energy. Why would I do that when the Bible explicitly says he shall, he shall supply? How many need? How many need? How many need? Oh, let's get black with it. How many need, Lord? So, I don't tell God what I need. I tell him what I want. 
Because you see, when you get what you want, you destroy all your need. When you have what you want, you don't even think about need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? Then you shall not want. Now, how many of you need some money? Don't lie, lift your hand up. Put your hand up. You know why? Because you don't know what you want. You know what you need. Oh, you know what you need. But you don't know what you want. Because the church world said if you told God what you want, that's being greedy. That's greedy. No, that's growth. You see, every man according as his purpose in his heart. See, purpose affords you anchorage in the times of battle. It is a foundation for your feet. When you have purpose, then you become a person of prayer. So purpose and prayer gets together and births a child named perception. So you could read that verse, every man according as your purpose prayed and perceived. So you'll know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. But when you understand that every man according as your purpose prayed and perceived, then power kicks in. Now, everybody likes the fourth one better, because, but they don't understand something about power. You must be superior to power instead of driven by it. You see, that's why preachers mess up. That's why politicians mess up, because they're driven by power instead of being superior to it. So you could read that verse this way. Every man according as a purpose prayed, perceived, and empowered. So let him give. Not grudgingly, for God loveth a cheerful giver. So you see, the reason why, and I want, I want you to answer this question for me. How many times you went to church and somebody moved you emotionally to give, and when you got home, you went, I shouldn't have done that. I, sh I shouldn't have done that. Hold your hand up. I'm going to put both my hands up. You know why? Because they move you emotionally. You see what I'm saying? But you see, you got to understand, every man according as he purposed in his life, that's done before you get to church. That's not done while you're at church. See, that's done before you get that. You know that it'll be an offering receipt. So you purpose in your heart, Lord, I'm going to be a blessing. So when Pastor Ronnie gets up and says, well, we want to finish these buildings, we want to do all this, you're not giving to the need at all. You're giving to the purpose of what the need will do once it's met. Because, you see, your purpose has a future. Do you see that? So every man according as he purpose, prayed, perceived, empowered, if you want to translate it like that, so let him give. Not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth. Didn't say he liked it, so he loveth the cheerful giver. Now the next verse says, and God is able. I call that the black verse in the Bible. And the Lord is able. Mm -hmm. I said the Lord. Hey! I said the Lord is able, 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 able. And white people go, yeah, we're trying, trying, just can't seem to get that. I had a friend of mine, he had a big church. He said, when, he, when I first day, he said, I, I, I just can't seem to get people. I said, you got, you got too many white people in your choir. I said, you got to get some black people. So you got to get some sisters. Yeah, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Boom, man. He, he fired all the white people in the choir. His church went to 5,000 in Denver. I mean, and people sing the rafters down. Because, you know, white people and black people, they, you know, black people, mm, 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 mm. white people, the day I passed you on the street and my heart fell at your feet, you ain't going to get many people there, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just the truth. 
I said, so, and, that, and I love nationality, color, and creed, but I don't care what color. I don't see color. I had Creflo Dollar tell me, he said, Jesse, how long have we been preaching together? He said, probably about five, seven years ago. I said, about 25 years. He said, you don't know I'm black. I went, well, thank you for telling me. <laughs> no. I don't even like to call people of color. You gonna keep stirring that pot? When are we gonna forget that trash? If you really wanna learn something, go to the nursery. You see little black boys, brown boys, red boys, white boys, yellow, they go, uh -huh. let's play. What happened when you became an adult? Who told you you were white? Well, brother, just that's easy for you to say, because you're white. No, I'm not. This is white. This is white. I ain't white. Look at this. This is white. So when you understand that, every man according to his purpose, prayed, perceived, and powered. Now let me show you something about power. I want to throw. Jesus was superior to power instead of driven by it. Now I'm going to tell you something about Jesus. Now don't judge me when I'm going to say that. Jesus had a little gangster in him. Jesus had a little gangster in him. I think Rodney does too. You understand? Because I, I was born with the La Cosa Nostra, with the mafia. I was raised on the streets of New Orleans. You do what you got to do. My grandpa said, that's what the Mississippi River's for. He said, alligator got to eat. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm not joking here. I'm telling you, I know he buried people in the swamp. Well, you do what you got to do. Where's Fred? Witness protection. You know, just whatever. Just say what you got to say. But Jesus had a little gangster in him. Saul of Tarsus, this big bad boy, who the church gave authority uh, to pull Christians out and beat them, children too, in the streets. Jesus slapped the boy off the donkey. Whack! And I'm going to just paraphrase. You want to dance with me? You want some of this? Leapfrog, because I eat frog legs. Come on, baby. Let's see what you got. And you know what Saul of Tarsus said? Lord. See, if God slapped you off your donkey, you're going to get religious. Lord. <laughs> he had a little gangster in, in a good way. They tried to push him off a cliff. He said, get out of my face. He just walked off. You see what I'm saying? You don't let people push you around because you're a Christian. Okay, this crowd didn't get it. Let me go over here. So, <laughs> you see, when you understand what I'm saying, this planet belongs to you. Everything you will see today, that's why you would preach it. Bless shall not be in the faith. Everything, every, you go to a mall, everything in the mall, everything you see belongs to you. Because when God created this planet, there were no sinners. Created it for his family. When you're going to take your position? Every man, according as he purposed, prayed, perceived, and power. Jesus went to the cross, so I didn't have to go to it. He was superior to that power instead of driven by it, so I could get born again. Kathy says that when I got saved, the Heavenly Father had to give Jesus a blood transfusion because he was running out of blood to wash my sin away. I, I can't tell you what I did because the statute of limitations ain't run out. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand, and I got some good friends in the mafia, when they were attacking me, they called me and they said, you want us to take care of this? I wanted to go, yeah. 
I'll repent tomorrow. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You know, you can't do that. You don't, you don't do those things. No, why? I'm born again. See, I'm a new creation. See, people don't realize they are. Now, you got to understand, I, wasn't, I was raised Catholic. All I knew was, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now and at the hour of our death. Or, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass. Get lead us not to temptation. Now, the way we would pray it would be like this. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among Hail, our Father who art in heaven. See, we, we went to confession. Anybody ever went to confession? Hold your hand up. Put your hand down. How many of you told the truth? Not one in the whole place. Oh, we lie like a dog in them confession booths, man. You ain't going to tell the priest because you're trying to get out with three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers. You Protestants don't have no one. Y'all protesters. You're mad about something, you know. I got invited to a church by a girl one time at a Baptist church. He said, we need to talk to the deacons. That's what the pastor said. And I said, well, where the deacons? She said, that's the two guys smoking cigarettes outside the church. I went, oh, okay. That didn't bother me because we did more than that. <laughs> that didn't bother. See, I realized all, I didn't know nothing. I, when I got born again, I didn't know how to pray a prayer of salvation. I was a rocker. Ladies and gentlemen, in the, in the late 60s and early 70s, I worked on the same circuit as Led Zeppelin, ZZ Top, Kiss. I mean, women screaming girls, and that was your grandma. <laughs> That's your grandma screaming. I'm telling you, girls just going slap crazy. Yeah, and so I, I mean, you know, I, I like the world. I mean, I sinned greatly, but my wife got born again. And I thought, you're getting into the God stuff? My mother got born again, and, my, and they tried to get me. I said, no, no. You know how my mama would introduce me? This is my heathen boy. I said, you got a daughter? <laughs> oh, I was crazy. I, I, I just do anything. You're just crazy. But when I realized, well, I'm going to just say to put this in this message. When I got born again, I got born again on Labor Day weekend, 1974. I had to go do a rock show. You got to understand how I look. Head on to here, okay? Tie-dye T-shirt, embroidered jeans, Jesus sandals, makeup. Yeah, oh yeah, the whole ball. I did everything. Oh, I can't tell you some of the things I did because, <laughs> anyway. I, got, I didn't know how to get, I watched Billy Graham. Kathy, you know how Kathy got my attention? She said, Billy Graham's coming on television tonight. The only two preachers I've ever heard of in my life was the Pope and Billy Graham. She said, well, you're not in this kind of life. You don't know, you, you don't know what this means. And I said, why, what I want to, what do I need to talk about that for? What do I want to see him for? And she said this, he pulls more people than you do. That caught my attention. I said, yeah, he fills up football stadiums. Okay, I'm going to watch this guy. And I was in a hotel room, Boston, Massachusetts. Man, I, I mean, he said, if you're in a hotel room, I'm going to say, I'm in a hotel room. He said, write me today and I'll send you the same literature that I'm giving these as people come forward. You know, then he would do this. I jumped, I got out that room and I went into the bathroom. I closed that door, but I couldn't, God got in there before I did. It's a good place to get saved. There's a throne there. You see, I'm in the bathroom. I didn't know how to pray. You know, it was my salvation prayer. You know, believe with your heart, confess with your mouth. Jesus. I, didn't, I didn't even know that existed. I said, whatever Billy said, 
I got born again. Boom, I got born again. Didn't know anything about Scripture. Kathy never read the Bible until after she got saved. We were told, don't read the Bible. How many Catholic people you were told that? If you might, don't read the Bible. Only the priest can interpret the Bible. You can't do it. We never talk to God. You don't talk to God. You talk to the priest. So I never had conversation or prayer, none of that. And I come out that bath, and my three-year-old daughter looking at me. And Kathy hadn't said a word to Jody. Well, I'm going to get into this testimony. The Lord said, do it. And Jody looked at me, and she said, Daddy not going to hell no more. I looked at her, and I said, did your mama tell you I was going to hell? She went, yes. <laughs> well, it was true. I took that guitar. God. Now I'm born again, okay? Just, just don't know nothing. I go down there, and this, it was a place that sat 3,000 people. And we, we opened up the show with Sly and the Family Stone. Anybody ever heard that? I want to take you higher. You know, down on down. Down on down on down. Feeling getting stronger. You know, and boy, everybody smoking dope, drinking. Oh, man. You know, and all this kind of stuff. Well, I'm supposed to lead off. I was a lead singer as well as a uh, bass player and all kinds of So I, it goes down, 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 down. People doing this, you know. And I went, everybody in this place is going to hell. <laughs> and the drummer said, he got some bad dope, man. He's tripping, grabbing, you know. Everybody went like, get drinking. Oh, man, we're going to hell, man. What was the deal with this? That literally came out. You know why? For the first time in my life, I saw sin. I had never seen it before. I called it an uphosted sewer. I said, I got to get out of this. See, and when I understood what was going on, I, I remember when I took the break and I came back and I said, Kathy, I got to get out of this business. But I had to go talk to the mob because you got to do what you got to do. They controlled all that stuff way back when Vegas and all the different, like, you know, you name it, that's just the way it was. And I said, listen, man, I can't do this. What's the matter, man? I said, I ain't happy. You ain't happy. What's the matter? I said, well, I, I met Jesus. Kathy said I got born again. From what? I said, I don't know. I just, I didn't know how to answer those things. Well, we want you happy. I said, I don't know. He said, okay, you know, you're a good earner. You make money for us. You understand the life. I said, but I, I, I said, I don't know. I just can't do that. So they let me out, which was a blessing. You know, see what I'm saying? Well, you make money for them. You want to get, if you want to get rid of Costa Nostra, just get rid of the money. They're gone. You see what I'm saying? And I just got born again. And even till today, they come to my meetings. <laughs> Don't look around here. They come to the meetings. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was telling it, I was telling it to Rodney Adonica. They love me. They go, I die with you. Somebody mess with you, they mess with us. You understand? I said, no, 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 no. I said, no, no. But sometimes some people are not thorns in the flesh. They complete bushes. And I think, why do we need to pray? I can take care of this. This can be taken care of very quick. Can't do that. Why? Born again. Now, I was drinking a fifth of whiskey a day when I got, when I got born again. I got instantly delivered, just that quick. Uh, cocaine, PCP, crystal meth, you name it, we did it all. Took trips and never left the house. Gone. Now, for you to... <laughs> Y'all from Florida, you know about that. 
because who ran Florida back in my day was Santo Traficante. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, when I played Florida, so what happened, I, I, I didn't know what to do, so a pastor saw me, and he loved me. Let me show you something. I just knew enough to be dangerous. And he said, now, Jesse, don't get around people drinking, because you know you had a problem with that. And I had this confused look on my face. I said, what? He said, man, you don't want to get around there because you're, you know, you're liable to fall. I said, Pastor, do you believe I'm saved? He said, oh, yeah, I know you're saved. I said, but the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature. I said, old things are passed away. I said, why do you want me to worry about old things? You see, I understood that more than he did. He'd been pastoring 30 years. I was born again. If you don't like the way you was born, try it again. <laughs> it's better the second time around. Ain't nobody going to hang you upside down and slap you for it. Why they slap them little babies' tushes? You know, they ought to massage them when they, you know, so they can breathe. <laughs> Just knock the fire. Ugh. Why? I don't know. But they do it. So, see, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always, watch this, having all sufficiency in all things. How come the church world and the secular world don't like you to have things when God says, and God is able, that's 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. God don't mind you having things. Church world does. Secular world does. I mean, what's, what's the definition of faith? Now, faith is the substance of what? Hope for the evidence of? It's your thing. Do what you want to do. You think God cares if you got a real Louis Vuitton purse? How many of you ladies want a real Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Escada, Christian Dior, Givenchy, Gucci? I'm not, I'm not them fake kind that when the guy comes and the cops come, the guy run around the corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm talking about a real. You think God care about that? Church world does. Secular world that God could care less. Why? All sufficiency in all things. See, when I was at that preacher's meeting, right, I told him, I said, well, why come you don't have a, you never had a financial deficit? All sufficiency in all things. See, I knew enough to understand that because for the first time in my life, I said, this is the word of God. We didn't read the Bible. I said, this is what God said. And you know what? When I start reading the Bible, most people start with the book of John. Not me. I started with page one. That's how you read a book. In the beginning, God. I went, wow, man. Created the heavens and the earth. Wow. And then we got down. He said, let us make Jesse. That's how I interpret it. In my image. How many of you want to know what God looks like? Oh, you end up. He looks like me. He looks like you. And you're going to fight that when he gave you that? What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visit him. God loves you. You know why Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back? Only the father knows that. Do you know why the father won't tell Jesus? Because he'll tell us. <laughs> he'll do it. He can't help. He'll go, Thursday, Thursday, 2 o'clock. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, okay, we got it. He loves us. 
for God. He didn't just love. He so loved every man, according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, ma'am, always having all sufficiency in all things, young man. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Now, he was submitted to seed to the sower, not to the, uh, not to the keeper, to the sower. Ministers bread for your food, multiplies your seed sown, increases the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. All bountiful. Don't get mad at me if I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going. It's not my fault. Yeah. I didn't do it. Well, how do you know that? Deuteronomy 8, 18, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Now, if wealth is so bad, why did he give you power to get it? Like one lady told me, she said, well, I got enough money. I said, well, you old selfish thing. You got faith to believe it. Believe it and give it away. You ain't got to keep it. Just give it away. Build something. Do something for Rodney Hot Brown Ministry, the revival. Just build this. Build a wing. Do whatever. Who cares? Because it's just finance. Money is valueless until it becomes a seed. You understand that? If you start swallowing $20 bills right now, you're going to choke to death. But if you take that 20 and go buy some food, it'll bring nourishment to your body. If you wrap yourself up in $100 bills and you get hit with a Florida rainstorm, you're going to be naked in about two minutes. But if you go to a store and buy some clothes, it'll bring warmth to your body. It's valueless until it becomes a seed. And what is the seed? It's the law of Genesis. As long as the earth remained, seed time, harvest time. You know how you got here today? Your mom and daddy sowed some seed. You didn't think so, but they did it. And you are here because of that. Don't let that freak you out. That's just the way it is. See, so God is able. So people say, he don't worry about nothing. No, why should I? God is able to make all grace amount toward me, that I have all sufficiency in all things. You see, I got money. I'll, I'll show you today. I, I got it right here. Let me get it here. See, this is right here. This is, this is she money. She don't know I got it. Yeah, a, man, a man got to do what a man got to do sometimes. You understand? So when you understand that, so I don't struggle. Who do you think you are? A person that doesn't struggle. Well, Brother Jesse, I want to be debt-free. The homeless is debt-free. That ain't nothing. Why don't you be debt-free and the amount of money you're in debt, have that in liquid finance in some bank somewhere. Now you believe in God for something. You see what I'm saying? God says sowing and reaping. It's the law of Genesis. Many of you people have been blessed because of Rodney. I'm not saying this because uh, I'm here with Rodney. I've been blessed because of his mention of the anointing of increase that's on his life. So when you start getting blessed, you want to kind of travel somewhere else, you keep this covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. You understand? I don't care how much money you make. Yes, the world will pull on you. You keep this covenant. Because once you leave that source, Amen. Amen. it begins to dry up. Because see, a lot, oh, thank you, Holy. sometimes you think you can work. You, got, you can't turn loose of this anointing. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you'll get to a point that you need drones to see everything that's going on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen to me. My spiritual sons, I said, don't leave me, man. 
You can do it if you want to. The anointing increases on me. Do you understand that? I got to watch what I say because I get it. <laughs> Christmas Eve, one time I went in the mall. Kathy said, uh, I said, I like to walk the mall. Kathy likes to go in the stores. Men walk the mall and women go in the stores. So she, I said, I'm going to just walk to the mall. Walk the mall. There was a P.F. Chang's. Do y'all have one of those here? And usually in a mall somewhere. So I said, I'm going to walk all over. Do y'all have Dillard's? Dillard's? Is that right? Well, there's Dillard's on the end of this mall. So I walked. And I'm walking down the mall, I guess. And by the time I got to Dillard's, I had $14,000 in cash given to me. I had to go get a paper bag. I looked like a drug dealer. I'm in, I'm in the mall. I went, my God, man. Why, Jesus. I mean, people say, you just at the plant? I said, yes, I am. I said, oh, I want to bless you. I said, no, no, Monday. I said, here's 5000 I said, no. I said, I'm doing fine. No, no, I want to bless you. A Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I said, okay, $14,000. So I thought, I'm going to walk the other side of the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I walked the other side of the mall. I didn't get a dollar. That's the broke side of the mall. That side broke, man. That's going over So I came to Kathy in the store, and I said, she goes, what'd you do, rob a bank or something? I said, I was just in the mall. And people just gave it to you. Do you know who they were? No. She said, what are you going to do with that? I said, I'll see you after a while. I walked back in the mall, and I got my sack of cash. Now, I don't normally eavesdrop, but I just thought, hmm. And there's this couple. You could tell they only been married about six months. They got, you know, uh, they, they real close to each other, you know. And this girl, his wife, looking in at this beautiful dress. It was gorgeous. And she said, oh, honey. Now, I'm about for me to run it, but they, they were looking this way, and I'm like this. She said, oh, honey, look at this dress. They don't know I'm back behind them. God, and that's pretty. And her husband says, honey, I, I can't afford that. She said, no, I'm not telling you to buy the dress, but isn't that a beautiful dress? He said, he said maybe one day I can afford it. I said, excuse me, I can. And they turned around, and I opened up the bag, and I said, get your, get your hand full. They said, what? I said, get your hand full. You want some shoes? You need some shoes there. Kathy said, you got to have shoes to match dress. Get your hand full. And the dress cost 1100 bucks. Uh, the shoes are about 400 I said, get, get, get all you want. Pay for it. By the time I finished, I gave all the $14,000 away. Just blessing people. What? Now, if I'm so money hungry, like some of you people say, what's wrong with you? Wouldn't you like me to go to your house? I was just such a blessing. I told Kathy, I said, well, let's go home. I went home. And I, I can't walk outside my house. I have wrought iron fences around my, I have a beautiful home, wrought iron fences around my house and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and Kathy, I love Christmas decorations. I never had that when I was a kid. So I just love that. So Kathy, yeah, she had that, uh, the, the door really pretty. And I can go in the back, well, I see the other stuff. I said, I'm going, I am going, out. I'm going that front, yo. I opened that front door and I walked out and I walked, you know, I got a pretty big house. I don't mean that privately. And I'm just looking at that door, and I said, good Lord. All of a sudden, this pickup truck just hits his brake, jumps off the truck. He goes, Merry Christmas, Brother Jesse. I said, Merry Christmas. And he threw $5,000 over the fence. $100 bills flying all over my yard. I said, I ain't telling Kathy nothing. So I'm going to pick up all this. <laughs> but my pockets are bulging, man. Kathy said, what you got in your pocket? That's nothing. Don't you lie. What you got in your pocket? I said, somebody just threw $5,000 over the fence. Well, who was it? I said, I don't know. She said, give me that money. I gave it to her. I ain't seen that money yet. I don't know whatever happened to that money. She probably gave it away. Why? Because God is able to make all grace about that you always. You hear the word always? 
What are you talking about today? That little word all, always, all sufficiency, all, all in all. In all things may abound to ever get word, dispersed abroad, given to the poor. Righteousness remaineth forever. He was ministered seed to the sower. Not the keeper. Ministers the bread for your food. Multiplies your seed soon. Notice how big this thing gets. Multiplies your seed soon. Increases the fruits of your righteousness. Notice that. Being enriched, not just rich, enriched. Oh, bountifulness. I'm going to give you an R.W. Schambach. You don't have no problems. All you need is faith in God. Oh, that can happen and will happen today. You ain't got to wait till next week. See, what you do is you take your faith out of the corral. You jump on that horse and you run it. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you do. It's all available. Spiritually, physically, financially. You even choose when you die. Cancer doesn't. Bible said everything name bounds at the name of Jesus. The Bible said death and life's in the power of cancer's tongue? No. Yours. You want to live, you want to die. What do you want to do here? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching. Listen to me. You can handle this. You're under great teaching here. They try, they, you, y'all trying to get them to that next level. You want to get to a point that when it comes time for, Pastor Rod said, we're doing this, and we go, so we got so much money, what are we going to do with all this? I got invited to the Kentucky Derby. I've always wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby, and I, I never was a gambler when I was even, when I wasn't saying, but I love them horses. I some athletes for it in Thurber. They, they got that look about it, like, what? What you looking at? You want something? What? They got an attitude, you know, they're thoroughbreds or something more. So I got invited, and I mean the top slot. I am at the top. And they got these beautiful women in gowns and hats and men, you know, they got their coats all buttoned, all dressed up and everything. And I mean buffet food, lobster, crab leg. Oh, man, they're just feeding you. And you walk out, and there's the post, the finishing post, and here come them horses. So I'm done. I'm, I'm, I wasn't interested in all that stuff. I've had lobster. I've had crab. I said, I want to see them horses. So they took me down there, took me to the stables. And these thoroughbreds love peppermints. Well, one came in, like, and I didn't have a peppermint. You could, <laughs> like, what's your problem? You're poor? What are you doing here? This is the Kentucky Derby. Get out of here if you ain't got no peppermints, you know. So I got a peppermint. I, feed, I fed that horse, you know. They took me. I mean, so I get, we go back up in there, and I'm talking to the lady. I don't know who this lady is. She's the wife of the president of Churchill Downs of the Kentucky Derby. Now, I didn't know that they do races all day long when they call the running of the roses. That's at about 5, 36 o'clock. That's the big race. So I said, man, I want to see who's going to win this. I like these horses, you know. Now, I don't bet and everything. So they're all looking at me. And the Lord spoke to me, Adonica. He said, you want to know who's going to win the Kentucky Derby? I said, yeah. He said, Medina Spirit. He said, you can tell them. So I said, everybody listen up. That's all these wealthy people. They think you're crazy, you know. I said, y'all want to know who's going to win this Kentucky Derby? And they all got their tickets. They're betting like crazy, you know, wherever they go to get that. I said, Medina Spirit. No, man, Medina Spirit. I, Medina Spirit, it might be the last, the third of the last pack. I said, I'm telling you. Well, how do you know Medina Spirit's going? I said, the Lord said. And they said, who said? I said, the Lord said. Well, what, 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 what if you know that's true, well, why don't you bet? 
I said, because I would win, then I'd have to find a place to put the money in. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> you ever been in that position? Don't shout me down. I've been in that position. I'm in that position. I don't mean that pridefully. They didn't listen to me. Boom. Most horses don't lead all the way. You know, they keep a little gas in the can for the kick, you know. Medina Spirit come flying out them blocks by now. Ran the whole way. Led and won the Kentucky Derby. They looked at me and they went, you know how much money you lost? You know if you don't bet you, hey, are you coming back here next year? <laughs> I said, probably not. I just wanted to see Thoroughbred. That's a true story. I said, now you want to hear me, huh? Now you want to hear what I got to say about God. It's amazing how money rung the bell. Yeah, man, what's the Lord saying? He's saying anything about the next race? <laughs> I said, no. He's talking about your life. I don't know I'm talking to the wife of the president of Churchill Downs. I just did not know. You see, but God was able to make all grace abound. So people think you're cocky in there. He cocky in there. No, I just believe what God said. I'm really a very nice person. I mean, if you knew me, you'd love me. I know me. I love me. That sound hard? I love me because God loves me. I'm made in his creation. I'm made in his likeness. I have what he has. And I like to surprise him. You know what we do for Christmas? It's Jesus' birthday. How come everybody else get gifts but Jesus don't? So we'll take something and we'll wrap it and put it under the tree. And we tell Jesus, now don't look. You know, he got the power to look through the paper. You got to watch it. You know? <laughs> don't learn that from Kathy. She'll unwrap it, find out what it is, and then wrap it back and go, act surprised Christmas Day. Now, what do you do? Well, usually it's a check. We take some money, we give to a ministry or something like that. Just whatever. I said, well, Lord, just want to bless. He said, you would do this for me? I said, yeah. Why? I said, it's your birthday. Now, I've had people say, uh, he wasn't born on December 25th. Well, I, probably not, but he was born. I was born July the 9th, 1949. I'm 73 years old. That's at least what my mama said. But I can't remember. And they do make mistakes on birth certificates. My daughter, I have one daughter and one granddaughter. <laughs> we looked at Jody's birth certificate. She's going to be 51 years old. I was, she just turned 51. And they said, watch that. I was a musician. It says on her birth certificate, occupation of father, physician. <laughs> well, I must have been speaking my faith. Today, I am Dr. Jesse Dupont. I got three uh, honorary doctor degrees and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but I thought, they make a mistake. But God doesn't because he's able. So I made up my mind that I live for him on a daily basis instead of a Sunday basis. And, and I started way back when I see when Rodney started out and everything. And it was so when Rodney came up on the scene, people mad because of joy. What's wrong with you? You done lost your ever-loving mind? I mean, people laughing. Well, why are they laughing? I don't know. Maybe God went up there and went diggy, 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 diggy. Just, it's a tickle of a little bit. So I don't know. But they sure enjoyed it. You're going to be mad about that? Listen, I tried sad, that didn't feel good. I tried sick and that hurt. I tried broke, that's stupid. <laughs> so I quit trying and I started believing and then I went past believing years ago. For I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. 
Now, you can say what you want. You can do what you want. And I talked to senators and congressmen, and they said, Reverend, they use some of my sermons. They said, can I use them? I said, he said, you got great nuggets and thoughts. And I, I told him, I said, what are you going to do with this deficit? They go, well, what would you do? I said, pull out a, pull out, pull out a dollar bill. They pull out. I said, now, what does it say on the top of that dollar? It says Federal Reserve note. I said, yeah, and I turn it over. What does it say on the back side of it? It says, in God we trust. I said, now, the front of it has got a $31 trillion debt, and the back of it is debt-free. Now, which one you want, what, what, what side you want to spend? That's the senator of the Louisiana in, in the Congress. He goes, hey. I said, you don't believe you can ever pay it off. I said, you know what your problem is? I said, the answer to the payoff of the debt of the United States of America is look, you're, you're looking right at it. What you need to do is start blessing the church and blessing ministries. Now, I'm not talking about giving them grants. Forget about the grants. I'm talking donations here. I'm talking seed. And watch how God will knock out that $31 trillion debt. You want me to prove it to you? The big payoff came in Exodus. One minute they're a slave. His back's bleeding. They kicked him and beat his brains out. The next day, he's walking out with the gold, the silver, the diamond, the barrel. The he's totally, completely free. God paid off 430 years of back slave labor in one day. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When are we going to believe that? When? When, when are we going to believe that? We're going to wait another, sir, we're going to wait another millennium? We're going to wait another century? When are we going to believe what God says? I just decided, yeah, but it sounds crazy. So what? Let it sound crazy. I got invited to speak to seven billionaires in uh, Toronto, Canada. They invited two other ministers. Now, yeah, and I have no problem with these ministers. We're kind of hitting on them, you know, trying to get some money from them. Well, they, got, they, got, they need some help. I didn't say nothing. I'm just there. You know, I, I was the last one to speak. So they always smile like that. And he said, so the one that invited me said, now we have what is Dr. Jesse DePlanis. He's an American. And I said, hello, gentlemen. How you doing? I said, well, first, thank you for allowing me to speak a few words to you. I said, but I want you to understand something. You ain't got nothing I want. I said, I didn't come here to try to get anything from you. I'm just going to tell you about the Jesus I know. So I started talking about the Jesus I know. Not religion. You know, uh, you know not knocking on doors. Would you like to meet Jesus Christ, the Lord of your life? He can come into your life and you can be just like me. Uh, no, I don't think so. I had some Jehovah Witness come to my house one time. They opened the door and said, we're Jehovah Witness. I said, so am I. Come on in here. They went, oh, you Jehovah Witness? We ain't never seen you at the kingdom hall. I said, maybe you at the wrong kingdom. If anybody believe in Jehovah, I believe in Jehovah. So back to the billionaires. So one of them lifts his hand. Can I ask you a question, Reverend? He said, so you believe in God? I said, yes. He said, well, I prefer the scientific approach. His name was Harry. I, 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 I prefer, I like the scientific approach that, you know, uh, you know, we came out the plasma, the goo and all that kind of stuff, and the chemicals came together and all that kind of stuff. I said, you believe that? Yeah. He said, no, I really think you're a, very, you're a man of great intelligence. I said, well, thank you. It's very kind, you know. He said, but how can you believe in that? I said, well, let me ask you a question. He said, suppose, and he said well, let me finish it. Supposing God isn't real. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to take your step. Let's say God isn't real. Let's say when you die, that's it. You're dead, you're rot. So, 
you did your life, and it was all good. He said, yeah. I said, that's what you believe. He said, yeah, you know, it's called evolution. You know, you evolve. I said, well, you know, if God wasn't real, I said, and I died, I lived a good life. I blessed people and I helped people. And, and, and when I died, if he wasn't real, I, I said, it didn't make any difference because I was a blessing to my family, to my friends, people. I said, but Harry, if God's real, you're in trouble. So I said, shoot the dice. And the other friend said, yeah, Harry, shoot the dice. <laughs> Harry got to looking like that. I said, I wouldn't gamble with eternity because eternity is a long time to be wrong. I said, that's all I got to say. But at the end, Harry comes up to me and said, never had nobody tell me to shoot the dice. I said, that's what you're doing, Harry. He said, you really believe in God, yeah. I said, so do you. I see it coming on you. He goes, <clears throat> see, men my age have a hard time crying. Now, I mean, Rodney can cry. I wish I could cry like Rodney. <laughs> I can't. I want to, huh, Kevin? You know, I, 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 I've been told all my life, when you're in that kind of life, you suppress. You don't know. I never told Kathy I loved her till five years after I married her. You don't say that. That's weakness. Is that stupid? So sometimes, you know, she just says, she got mad at me. She said, she knows I love her. She said, say it, Jesse. I said, what? Say it. She said, do you ever... Tell God you love him. She said this about here. I said, he knows. <laughs> but I'm getting better as I'm getting older. You know, that's true. I'm getting a little bit, little bit better. I'm getting mellow. <laughs> that day I was watching a movie and it touched me. I went, uh, uh. <laughs> and I have a beautiful theater in my home. Cat said, you crying? I said, shut up, woman. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> But I can watch, I can watch Rodney, and he, he'd be listening to the Holy Ghost come on, and then his eyes start watering. <laughs> and I think, how does he get it out? <laughs> you know? And Kathy will look at me and go. But my generation, I wasn't allowed to cry because I happened to be a boy. My brother nailed my hand to a stump. I've been crucified like Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's the scar. You see that scar right there? Come on right here. Wow. Ain't that something? And I said, Mama, <laughs> why ain't nailed me to a stump like Jesus Christ? <laughs> my grandfather came over with a crowbar. And he said this, this is going to smart a little, boy. He stuck that crowbar. We don't cry here. We're men. I'm five years old. Six years. He shoved that crowbar, and the blood blowing, and jerked it out. Mama's freaking out. Oh, I'm going to have to bring that boy to the hospital so he can get a, a tetanus shot, a lockjaw. And my grandfather said, that boy needs lockjaw. Don't worry about that. Just put a little coal oil on that. Wrap that up with it. That's how it was. So I suppressed. And when I got born again, I saw myself in the mirror, and my eyes started to water. And I went, no! No. You don't do that. But I could feel it, boy. But it was like, you ever seen that coffee commercial sanka? It's building pressure. 
Jesus. So I tried to fake it. I went, ah, boy, this cold is really bothering me here, you know. Trying, it's very hard. And I still have, I'm not going to lie, I still have problems with that. I got to get it up. And Jody, my daughter, she just loves me. She said, go ahead, Dad, let it out. Go ahead, let it out. They all want to see me cry. I said, wait, wait, wait. Dad, we'd never see you cry because I was taught you handle things. You're a man. If a car run over your legs and you're eight years old, stand up, boy, put them bones back in your legs. I ain't paying for them bones, son. I'm going to suck it up, boy. You a man. <laughs> that was that's my, my family. But the closer I get to God, can I say that, Lord? I've seen him cry. Tears. And I thought, man. He said, I made you in my image. You going to agree with that? I said, yes, sir. Well, let some of it out. I said, is Kathy around here? You're going to tell Kathy? He said, yes. No, I'm going to tell, to tell Kathy. Because then she's going to say, let's see you cry, Jesse. Now, that may sound funny to you, but you've been told that all your life. That's not easy. Any, any man ever had that problem? Be honest. Lift your hand up. Parents told you don't cry. Am I telling the truth, brother? It's hard. I mean, you know, until I eventually begin, and I'm doing a lot better. I, I, I am a lot better. Kind of compared to what I was. I mean, I always loved her. You know, that's not the issue. You know, and uh, but I just, uh, you know, how I showed it. I bought her a diamond. I'd buy her a gift. Oh, Jesse, thank you. I said, sorry, don't worry about it. You know, I really love you. I go, me too. Use that me, stupid. She, she'd rather me just say that than get the diamond, you know what I'm saying? It's, which would be a lot cheaper, that's for sure. But it doesn't make any difference. I don't, you know, but I, I'm doing better. I said, that, that's great. Yeah. See, we all, we were growing daily because every man, according as he purposed in his heart. So I told her mother, I said, I'll take care of your daughter. I married her. She was 17. I was 20. Back then, we had June brides. Girl got out of high school. She got married. Just the way it was. Today, that's totally different. They don't, kids don't even leave your house anymore. They live in the basement. <laughs> Let you buy the food and all that comes to whatever. You know, that's okay. So I begin to realize, God said, I'll give you everything you need, you desire, and you want. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Every area. What do you want? I didn't know. I knew what I needed. So I began to make a, a list. What do I want? Call it a bucket list. Been all over the world. Flown jets. Have everything most people would desire. Fame. Everything. I said, you know what I want, God? I want conversation. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. I want to talk to you. I want, I want to know some things. I said, I want to see you write the Ten Commandments. He said, would you like to see that? I said, yeah. You know, he said, wow. I, I, I said, I just got to see that. I said, I want to preach on that. I can't effectively preach that unless I see that. He said, well, let's go back in time. Boom. You can believe it or not believe it. I saw him, boy. 
behind me cutting that rock with that fiery finger is. I saw him put Moses in the cliff, put his hand over him. He said, I'm going to let you see my backside, see my goodness. You know what Moses saw, Rodney? You. He saw you, Adonica. You're good. He saw you, sir. He saw all the goodness one moment of a time. He saw you, ma'am. He saw me, all the good. Man, he started writing Genesis. And you know what God was doing? Proclaiming his name. He's got over 70 of them. I am that I am. Boy, I mean, the place is rocking. This father, this God, who put himself in the form of Jesus that we could hug. See what I'm saying? To touch him. Just touch him. When Jody was born, I only have one daughter. She's so funny. She told me this, Dad, said this the other day, can you believe it? I'm 51 years old. You got a daughter, 51 years old. I said, yeah, I was there when you was born. I picked you up out the hospital. I paid for you. You weren't allowed to see your children born. You just went to the place and paid for the kid. You know, I walked out. I said, Jody, I'm 73 years old. I said, 51's nothing. She said, but Dad, you've looked old all your life. I said, okay. She said, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, your hair, your hair's been gray and white since you're 29, 30 years old. It's just gray. That's just the way it is. And I said, that's fine. Now, watch this. She had a hard time receiving from me because I'm my father. They wanted to buy their first house. So I told Kathy, I said, look, keep your ear to the ground. They bought it. They mortgaged the house, they financed the house, and mortgaged the car. I think it was an infinity, all at the same time. So between the house note and the, and the car note, the kids are pretty stretched, you know. Water level is about right here. Watch this. So I tell Kathy, I say, Kathy, keep your ear to the ground. I want to get these kids. I call them kids. They're not kids. They're adults. I said, let's get them a nice house gift. Do you know what they want? And they said, what they need. I'm not going to give you a vacuum cleaner. That's for the house. I'll give you something you want. Shout, ladies, I just set you free right there. <laughs> not a washing machine, that's for the house. Something for you. So okay, I said, I'll keep, my, I'll keep my ear to the ground. I said, okay. I come back from New York, and I stopped at Jody's house. I said, Kathy, meet me at Jody's house. I had never seen the house. I want to go look. So I walked in like that. Jody opens the door, and I got a wonderful daughter. She's beautiful. A lot of people think she looks like Elizabeth Taylor. Look like her mama. I mean, she's beautiful. She said, she said, Dad, do you like it? I said, boy, Jody, this is a nice house, man. I said, boy, God has blessed you so greatly. What a blessing you. Now, look at that. She said, you really like it, Dad? I said, I love it. You know, Kathy was there. Oh, she said, Dad, I want to show you something. So she pulls out an Architectural Digest magazine, you know, and she shows me a Persian rug, uh, a runner. Is that what you call it? They put in the foyer. Whatever. She said, now, Dad, me and, Ed, me and Ed, we can't afford this right now. You know, we didn't spend all the money. But, you know, we save enough money, so we want to get that rug. Well, I looked at Kathy. Doo -doo 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 I thought, be a nice, nice little house gift. So I said, Jody, why don't you go ahead and order the rug and send me the bill? I'll just bless you. She goes, oh, no, Daddy. I can't let you do that, Daddy. I didn't show you the rug so you could buy it, Daddy. I can't let you do that. I said, Okay. So I got in my car and went home. She didn't ask me for the rub. I'm her father trying to bless this kid. But she would not.
Okay? Two and a half months later, coming out of Chicago, I stopped at her house. She said, hey, Dad. I said, Jody, you ever going to put some curtains, some drapes in this house? She said, Dad, drapes and window treatments cost a lot of money. You know, she said, me and Ed, not like you and Mama. She said, you know, that's a lot of money. I said, Jody, call Mr. Signorelli. That's a man in a draper business in New Orleans. I said, pick your fabrics, get your blinds, do everything. Tell Signorelli, send me the bill. She goes, oh, no, Daddy, I can't let you do that. Daddy, do you know how much one window will cost? I can't let you do that. I looked at her and I went, okay. Got in my car and I went home. I'm her father. She didn't ask for the curtains. You ever put sheets on the windows? When you first get married, put sheets, do everything you do, so people don't see you naked. <laughs> you just shove something up there, you know. She didn't ask for the rug. Six months went by. I'm coming in from another town. I called Kathy. They called me the, the golden, the golden, uh, the eagle has landed. And Kathy says, uh, Eddie and Jody wants to take us out to our, to your best restaurant, the one you like, Mr. B's. And they, and they want to pick, they, we're going to ride in their car if that's okay with you. I said, yeah, I slept on the plane. That's fine. I said, yeah, go have a nice lunch. It'd be nice, you know. And she said, and uh, I said, they, they want to pay for it. I said, well, that's not going to happen. I'm the father of this family. And that ain't going to happen. I said, but we'll deal with that when we get to the, we, you know, we get to the restaurant. I had never been inside the car. I'd seen it from far off. It's an infinity. So I sit in the back of the car. Boy, and it's all tufted leather, you know, real pretty. I thought, damn. I said, boy, this is a nice car. I said, Jody, Eddie, boy, this is a nice car. I said, look at this car. She said, you like it, Daddy? I said, oh, Jody, I love that car. I said, this thing is a blessing. She said, we're going to keep this car for the rest of our lives. I said, no, you're not. It's your first car. It's going to get old. And, you know, you're going to get another one. But I said, but that's good. That's good. I'm glad you like it. She said, oh, you really like it? Yeah. So we got a light, a red light in New Orleans that everybody hates because it takes forever to turn green. And we had that light. So we're just talking in a car. I said, uh, Jody, uh, Eddie, did y'all uh, finance this car? She said, well, yeah, Daddy. We don't buy cars cash like you and Mama. I said, where'd you finance it at? And we had the light, and there was a savings and loan, something like that, at the corner. We passed through the light. I said, she said, well, we financed it right there. I said, you did? She said, yeah. I said, Eddie, when the light turns green, why don't you drive over there and I'll just pay your car off? Jody said, let the Lord lead you, Daddy. Just let the Lord lead you, Daddy. Come on, Daddy. Just let the Lord lead you, Daddy. <laughs> so in five minutes, they got the title to the car. It's paid off. We get in the car and she says, hey, Dad, is that curtain and drug deal? Uh, that curtain and <laughs> rug deal, is that still out there? I said, Jody. That money's been sitting in the bank for six months. But you wouldn't let me. You would not. Ladies and gentlemen, how long have you going to stop God from blessing you? That money's been sitting in banks for years and years, but you would not. And all God wants to do is bless you. That's all he want to do. He's a fire. That's it. When? When are we going to receive all? We were in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I'm going to close with this thing. And Kathy likes to shop, you know, and, and 
So when I go to Hawaii, I usually close the curtains of the suite and I turn on Turner Classic movies. I don't know why, that's just me. And I order some room service and I watch movies. It's just great because I like movies, you know. So Kathy comes to me, she said, anybody ever been to Honolulu? There's a mall there called the Ala Moana Mall. Anybody ever been there? I mean, you can find it in that place. So I'm sitting there. She said, you want to come with me? I said, no. I said, I'll meet you for lunch somewhere or something like that. How's that? I said, I want to finish watching this movie. She said, okay. So she walked out, and then I stopped, and I said, hey, Kathy. She goes, what? She about ready to walk out the door. I said, try to break me. She said, what? I said, try to break me. Buy anything you want because you cannot. It's impossible. Do your best shot. Try to break me. Have a nice day. I didn't go to lunch with her. That woman shopped from 9 o'clock, and I met her at Bubba Gump's at 8.30 p.m. that night. I come walking up. I said, well, what'd you buy? She said, nothing. I said, you've been here almost 12 hours? You ain't she said, well, you got to look first. But I hadn't forgot about breaking you tomorrow. I said, fine, fine. I mean, it, and I don't mean this sound prideful. If she wants something, she can have it. I don't care. Let me help you. If I want something, I can have it. God don't care. You might care. God doesn't. All he wants to do is bless you. When you're going to let him? When you're going to quit criticizing and start saying, I th I'm yours, Lord. And it's not just the money. It's spiritual, physical, and financial. It's the whole part of it. All bountifulness in every area. So I have the peace of God. I have the peace from God. And I have the peace with God. So when God comes in, I go, hey, Jesus. We have great conversation. And he's blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm telling people, you listen to me, I'll get you out of debt. I got gurus, hedge fund operators. I'm talking multi-billionaires. You know, they're dealing with billions and billions of dollars on Wall Street. Yeah, and they said, you need to quit that preaching business and get on the street. You know how to do this street. I ain't quitting no preaching business. Wall Street is nothing to me. What I want, I want to see him come in that sky. One man told me the other day, you believe in the rapture? I said, yes, I do. Well, I don't. I said, well, stay here. <laughs> stay here. Do what you got to do. Jesse going out on the first load. Now, you do what you want to do. When you were doing that offering teaching, I saw coming out of your mouth like swords, and it was cutting away the excess of people's doubt, cutting it. And God said, if they'll let me get into I'll bless them beyond their wildest dream. And not only was it hitting you in this big, huge building, it was hitting you to watch it wherever you are. Well, what about inflation? Get inflated. <laughs> just get inflated. Just make more. Yeah, just... <laughs> What's your answer? See, that's what I saw coming out of you. Boom. Boom. So that's why persecution come. But I don't care about persecution because Percy's not cute. <laughs> it made no difference what they say. I don't, they're going to do what they got to do. 
I'm going to do what I got to do. So God blesses me and he honors me. So lift your hands up and thank the Lord. Pray with me in the Holy Ghost for just a minute. Come on, just pray with me for a minute. Let me pray for you, sweetheart. Stand right here. Lift, turn this sideways. Lift your hands up. He said, tell her she's not asking me for enough. He said, tell her I'm a very big God. All I want to do is bless you. So ask me big. Come on, somebody shout with me. Keep your, keep your head up and your eyes open. Keep praying with me. Keep Yes! Yes! Well, you can't blame me for knocking that lady down. I didn't touch her. Come on, people, keep praying with me. People get nervous when you walk down the aisles. They start repenting. Can I pray for you, sweetheart? Come. Pray with me in the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands up. Baba said, watch and pray. So keep your eyes open. You can watch and pray. He said, tell her from her right hand will come great and mighty things because I'm going to put my finger in her right hand and when she, oh, I will fill other people's hands by using your right hand. What a blessing I got. I wouldn't mind having that myself. Come on, people, keep praying with me. Come on, just thank the Lord. Just come on, keep praying with me. Come on, come on big man. Stand right here. Come on, right here. Lift your hands up. Just thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Come on, the Lord says, tell him yes. That's it. No, it's up to him to fill in the blanks. Come on, people, keep praying. Come on. Husband and wife, come here. Right here. Hold her hand up like this. Look at me. What do you want? I don't want to hear no more about your needs. I'm going to take care of your needs. That's a, that's a given. I want you to tell me what you want. I want you to make a list spiritually, physically, and financially, and I'll fulfill it if you'll put faith to it in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, people, keep praying with me. Come on, just thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Ooh, come on, pray with me. Ooh, can I pray for you, sweetheart? Stand right there. <laughs> yes. You've always been tender toward me. Got a tender heart, and, and I appreciate that. Sometimes my kids disobey me, but all I got to do is look at you, and you make me feel good. Ooh, somebody shout over that. Come on. Pray with me in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, glory to God. Come on, keep walking. Come on, Rebbe Sonda. Come on, keep praying with me. Hello, Mama. How you doing, sweetheart? Can I pray for you? Look at me. I don't know who you are, but the Lord told me to tell you something. Look at me. You can live as long as you want to live. Yeah, you have not no more. Jesus! Jesus! You said she can live as long as she wants and she got neck pain. Lord, I have healing in my hands. I release the power of God into mama here. Just put it on the side. She's going to be all right. Somebody shout over that. Come on. 
Come on. Woo, Jesus, come on. Come on, keep praying with me. Oh, yeah, Lord. You going to do that in this church? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Let me get in the front here. Oh. Everybody listen to me. Listen to me. You know, this is a word for several people. I'm arguing with God right now. I say, you ought to do that behind closed doors. You hate your mama. You hate your mama. She did you wrong. You've never been able to get over it. You had not had a good life as a child growing up. It has hindered you all your life. You've wondered why. You can't seem to get through to me at times. How come I got to struggle so much? Because the barricade, you built it. Even though in the natural, it looked right. But you need to get rid of the hate. And then the tsunami blessing will come. And when I was talking about me having a hard time with emotion, that really helped you. Because you struggled with that because you hadn't seen much of it. You hate your mama. Get out of your seat and come up here. Get out of your seat and come up here. Don't come up here if you don't have that. You hate your mama. Think I know what I'm talking about? Watch. And what God's going to do today. Oh, man. Oh. Come on, people. Keep praying with me. Head up and eyes. I'm going to just go down the line. You, you hate your mom. Look at this. Just line them up all the way across here. Yeah, yeah. Did you wrong? You know, right why would people do that to their kids? Just hate your mama. Look. Look at this. They've been sitting by you all this time. And you couldn't pick that up in the spirit. When I started walking down the aisles, right as I cut across the back of it, I ran into hate. What is this? Hate their mama. Lift your hands up. When I lay hands on you, you're going to be delivered from that. We'll start down here, boys. Over this right here. I want everybody praying. Don't come up here if you don't have that. Because you can shut down the anointing but through disobedience. Lift your hands up. Okay, boys, are you ready? Lift your hands up. Because today is the last day, the last minute, the last time. Father, you took 70 parts of Moses' spirit and put it on 70 elders, and he still had enough left to whip the devil. Jesus, touch her. Jesus, touch her. Jesus, touch her. Help this lady, Lord. Bless her. Let her know, God. Take this barricade from her and let her receive what she rightfully deserves. Jesus, touch her. Bless her. Honor her, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for it. Oh, Lord God Almighty, touch him. Yes, Jesus. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Jesus, touch her, Lord. Help this lady. Touch her, God. Touch this man. He has a right to be happy. Touch this person, God. They have a right to be happy. And heal them too, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, look at this lady. Oh, touch her. Somebody shout, somebody. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Touch her, Lord. Jesus. Jesus, touch her. Jesus, touch her. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Touch her today. Touch her today, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Wow, God Almighty. Touch her, Lord. Brasakanda. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Touch, Lord. Yes, God. Whoa. You were really hurt. Why would she stand up for me? You're not the problem. She was. Jesus, touch him. Yes, Lord. Touch him, God. Touch him, Lord. Touch Jesus. Oh, Lord, touch him. Help him, Lord. You got to learn to like yourself. You don't even like to look at yourself in the mirror because she beat on you so hard. Oh, God, touch her. Thank you, Jesus. Just put it right there, boys. Oh, they say, yes, Lord. You're not what she said you were. I want you to know that. He said, tell her, I find no fault in her. God Almighty. Jesus. Let that out. Let it out from your innermost being. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh Lord. Carry this a long time, sir. This is it. This is the last time you're going to struggle. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. You felt worthless. But you're not. I died for you. And I didn't create anybody bad. Jesus, touch you. Bless this young man, God. He's too young to have this. I don't know what this means. The Lord didn't tell me. He said, but tell her, your mama did worse. And she's been on you because she did worse. But whom the son is set free is free indeed. And you free today. Not easy being a man because you got to hold these things so deep down inside that it can cause great stress in your body. Make you feel so worthless. Whew. Lord, you're pulling faith out of me, mister. Jesus, touch him, touch him, touch him, Lord. Yes, Jesus. 
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for this lady. Thank you that she's free. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord. you don't know what God's doing right here. Psychiatrists and psychologists, therapists, it would take years what God's doing here. Yes, Lord! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord! Jesus touched God. Oh, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Yes, God. Hang on to it, boys. Oh, just dance with the woman if you got to, man. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You're going to smile on the inside for the first time in your life. And so will you. <laughs> Should I say that? He said, tell her, I don't care what they said. I think you're pretty. Thank you, God. Stay behind her, boys. Just stay behind her. Yeah, let, just, just let him soak in and get rid of this junk. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord. People, lift your hands up and thank the Lord. Will you do that? My God, <laughs> this is the longest Sunday morning service I've ever been in in my life, and I'm kind of liking it. <laughs> I like it. My God. This is great. I found me a man that would take the hits. A man that would believe me. I waited for you for centuries. That's why they've never been able to understand you. Even as a child, you were direct. And you told them what I said. And a lot of it didn't understand. But it, it, it bothered you inside, but you wouldn't let it come outside. You just said, I'm going to do what God says. Hey, you show me your letter. He said, say it in English. This is just the beginning of what I have showed you that you will do. I'm a Hishomanda. Oh. Ask me anything. When I wrote St. John 
14, verses 12, 13, and 14, the Lord said, Quoted, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that he do, shall he do greater, and works in thee shall he do, because uh, I go to my Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified the Son. And Rodney, my son, ask me anything, and I will do it. I will do it. You've surprised so many others, you and Nardonica. I got a big surprise coming for you. I see it in the spirit. It's got a, it's a big red box with a bow so big that it's going to take more than one person to open it. I said, I, want, I asked the Lord, what is it? He said, if I told you, you tell him. Well, yeah. What's wrong with that? Surprise, 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 surprise. Somebody shout, somebody. Oh, glory. One more thing. He said, tell the people, those that are watching online or wherever they are, I'm in a given mood. I'm in a given mood. Thank you. He said, tell them what I just told you. He said, this church will believe me. I want you to go home today at some time and get you a list. <laughs> Write it down on paper. And as God grants it, strike it off. And when you finish the list, I'll give you another piece of paper. Shaddai. Tell all the ministers here there's no shortage of money. It's all in the wrong hands. He should tell all the ministers to go home and read Ecclesiastes chapter 2, the last verse. And I will put travail upon the sinner to heap up and to give to him who is good before the Lord. I've had people, man, try to get a, before you could get Uber, before they had that, they had to get a, try to get a cab at LaGuardia or Kennedy. <laughs> people are rushing. People, this one particular guy, I need, I need the cab. Can I have the cab? I, you take the cab. Guy said, why'd you do that? I said, he works for me. What? I said, he going to Wall Street. He's going to try to heap up. He's going to have to give it to me. I walked into the LAX airport, and a man walks up and he said, you just had a plane soldier. I hate you. I hate you with a passion. Ah! And he threw $100 at me. <laughs> I caught the thing. I thought. And the guy said, I wish he'd hate me. The guy next to him, you can hate me all you want. Just throw. And the Lord said, Ecclesiastes 2, last verse. I, caused, I put travail on him to heap up to give to him who is good before the Lord. Get your list ready. 
pay off God's house, he pay off your house. That's when you get rid of the barricade. I wonder what people in the world are thinking. He's killed them all. No. I don't believe that. You've never been touched like that. I'll say one more thing. I had the, the, the pastor of the First Baptist Church. I'll keep the town private. He heard me on television, saw me on television and on radio. He heard me. He said, you know, I, I, I really, I like you. He said, but I'm the pastor of the First Baptist Church. I, he said, but I don't believe in healing, you know. And I looked at him, Madonna, and I said, you're sick now, aren't you? He said, yeah, but the Lord's trying to teach me something. I said, well, you better hurry up because it looks like you might die learning. He said, well, I said, you know, Lord said, don't argue with him. I said, okay. So they turned the service over. I had, this is before the service started, right? So they turned this over to me, and I preached and everything. And when I finished, I started at an altar call. And the Lord said, hey, Jesse, I'm going to knock that boy down. I said, does he know it? He said, no, he don't know it. He's Baptist. He don't know it. But I'm going to knock him down, and I'm going to heal him at the same time. He said, tell everybody to lift their hands up. So I said, everybody lift your hands up. This is the Baptist pastor. Bam! God knocks him down. He goes completely down. No one behind him. With his hands like this laying up. I walked over. I stood over. <laughs> and he's like this. He opens his eyes. I go, hello. He goes, oh. And he jumped up. I said, how do you feel? He goes, I'm not hurting anymore. I said, you just got healed. Let me show my love. I said, my faith overrode your doubt. Don't, don't take that as a wrong statement. See, because there's sometimes people, they, they, they just can't. So you do the job for them. You want an example? Without being made whole, Lord, help my unbelief. That's in the scripture, help my unbelief. I, I, and Jesus said, I can do that. You can do that. Same works Jesus did, you can do. Ephesians 5.1, be ye therefore imitators of God as your children. He says, I feel so good. I said, my pastor, can I hug you? And when I did, I just hugged him, and I, I broke out in tongues, and I heard him speaking in this ear in tongues. I thought, good God. He, go, he tried to stop it. I said, don't stop it. It's coming out of you. He said, after it was all over at the other side, he said, well, what am I going to tell my church? I said, don't tell them nothing. It's going to come out when you least expect it. Just let God do what he wants to do. Get your list ready. Get it ready. And tie it to this vision. Tie it to this vision. Stay in that circle. I don't care if you're a businessman. Because that's why you have it. That's why you've been brought here.
to grow. I'm not just saying that because I like these people. I'm telling you, I'm a vision specialist. I know what I'm talking about. I don't mean that prideful. I know what I'm talking about. I know it. Well, how are you going to pay for those jets? Cash. Cash. You know, cash is king. Well, how would you like to finance it? I said, I'm going to just pay you cash. And I tell one of my, uh, my finance director, I said, uh, my finger's getting tired. Wendy, if I hit this button, does the money start flying? She said, boss, the money starts flying. And I looked at the person that I bought you. I said, have you ever seen money fly? No. I said, it's going to fly right into your account. Put your account number right there. Hold it on your phone. You ready? I said, count it down. Five, four, three, two, one. Pow! He said, I got it. I said, give me the keys to the plane. Took the plane. Not bragging. He said, you made that so easy. I said, sir, I didn't make it easy. God did that. It's his account. It's his money. It's his plane. My biggest partner called, I talked to the other day. This one was a big partner, Jesus. Ooh. She says, I think it's time for Kathy to have her own plane. She said, what do you do? I said, well, sometimes Kathy got to preach, I'll fly her there, then I'll go fly somewhere else and preach, and then I'll fly back and pick her up. She said, well, what's wrong with having another? Oh, I know y'all, y'all going to get mad. I don't care. I'll fly over your house and I'll tip the wing. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't mean, <laughs> it's a little gangstand, but it's in a good way. It's just a tool. And I'll believe God with you that you get that supersonic plane. And I don't know it's Rodney because he'll pass me up when I'm doing 700 miles an hour. He's doing 1.4. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just laughing. Well, if they can have it, why can't you have it? Stand to your feet. I'm finished for the morning service. Oh, I forgot to give an altar call for salvation. Should I do it? You won't? Yeah, keep standing, just real quickly. Maybe you know a lot about Jesus, but you don't know Jesus. See, that was me. I, I, I believe that God existed, I just never thought much about it. I'm asking you today to get born again. What does that mean? Sign a contract that eternity will be a long time to be right instead of wrong. So maybe you know a lot about God, but you don't know God. Would you give me the honor of walking to the throne of God with you? It'd be such an honor. Maybe you're struggling with your Christianity. No, no, you're not backslidden to hell, but you are having a hard time. And you need to come back to God in a closer way. Where you can actually hear his voice. Would you give me the honor saying, Lord, here's a man, here's a woman. They, they, want, they, they don't want to struggle no more with this. So bring them to a new level. 
So if you'd like to get born again for the first time, or you're not where you should be, and you need to draw closer, would you lift your hand up? Just hold your hand up. I, I can't hardly see you because I'm so short. Thank you, I see those hands. Yes, I see those hands. Ushers, help me if you see a hand I don't see. Could I see others quickly? Thank you. Thank you. The greatest miracle today will be this one. People that were healed today, Jesus tarried and they died, that miracle stops. This miracle goes forward. Could I see one more? Way in the back, I see it way back there, yes. Okay, put your hands down. Everyone that lifted your hand, would you get out of your seat and come forward? You're just gonna have to step over a few bodies, but just come forward. Come quickly, nothing to be embarrassed about. Every person Jesus called, he called publicly. Just come quickly. Before you were saved, you drank in public, smoked dope in public, sinned in public. You didn't have no problem with that. Why would you have any problem? Come, sweetheart. Come on. A bunch of you lifted your hands. I, how you doing, sweetheart? Hi. My name is Jesse. Pleased to meet you. Come, sir. Come. There's a bunch of them lifted their hands. Don't, don't let the devil lie to you. See, I need a new sister in the Lord. I need a new brother in the Lord. I need that. I would never lie to you, sir. I never lied to you. I had so many people lie to me. I don't know why they did. Why? I don't know. I'm not going to give you religion. Religion is the God in the weeds. It's a theological wilderness. But to know God here instead of here. So would you pray a prayer with me? It's a very simple prayer. How old are you, sweetheart? How old are you? 15? I used to be 15. What you laughing for? <laughs> See what you're going to look like? No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I want you to pray this prayer with me. In fact, I want everybody to pray it. Would you pray this? Just repeat it. Very simple. Lord Jesus, I ask you, come into my life. Forgive me of all my sin. I confess my sin before you this day. I denounce Satan and all his works. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me, for drawing me closer to who you are. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth. Jesus rose from the dead. I am saved. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And today, this God day, I am yours and you are mine. I pray this prayer to the Father in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a standing ovation. You just got born again. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.